Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. It's great having you join me for another inspiring conversation because this show really is designed, its purpose is to uplift, to empower you, to guide you to the understanding of the incredible resources we have within us to create our life, to overcome whatever challenges, adversities, whatever we're wanting to create, we have that power. And we need to be reminded of that on a regular basis. Because if we don't remind ourselves about that on a regular basis, the world will remind us how difficult things are, how scary things are, how we're limited. So we need programs just like The Love Code with the guests that I have that are such inspirational people to keep reminding us about our truth. And if you are listening for the very first time, please either go to my Facebook page, which is Cheryl Selman, and like me there, or you can go to my website, which is drcherylselman.com, because I will post all of these interviews on both my Facebook page and also my website, and then if you opt into my website, of course, I will send them to you. So you will never miss one of these great shows. So hope you'll be joining the community and be part of a growing consciousness that is now unfolding in our world. And let's talk about the power to create within ourselves, to understand the power that we have access to. And that is really the conversation I'm having with my very wonderful guest today. We're going to be talking about activating the power of the universe within you. And my guest is Kim Stanwood Terranova. And let me share a little bit about Kim. She is committed to guiding people in fulfilling their greatest destiny. As a counselor, coach, speaker, author, and spiritual leader, she has immersed herself in the study and practice of universal spiritual truth and wisdom. With a degree in spiritual studies and as a licensed practitioner of truth through the Agape International Spiritual Center, her wisdom and warmth is appreciated as a lead teacher at the Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica, as the spiritual director of the prestigious Summit Summer Summit Treatment Center in Malibu, and as a course creator and teacher of the Spiritual Liberation and Action class for the Agape University. She has worked with and learned from many of the world-renowned spiritual teachers, including Reverend Dr. Reverend Michael Beckwith and His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Additionally, Kim is the founder of Namaste Retreats, where she offers people a space to go deeper on their individual path of self-expression. And she is the author of a fantastic new book called The Technology of Intention, Activating the Power of the Universe Within You. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Kim Stanwood Terranova <laughs> to the show. And Kim, hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello there. I'm so happy to be here. I always have to kind of just sit back and say, oh, all that, that introduction, is that me? It's so, it's I know. So I know. Wow. Thank that's you impressive, that. right? Thank you. Thank you for um, that. It's a journey. It's just, it's a journey. And sometimes 
we forget when we're on the journey where we've been. And sometimes when we listen to it, at least for myself, I turn around and go, oh, yeah, that's been an amazing journey. I totally, I totally understand that. And mm-hmm. I, I, um, I just have to say it's so nice to connect with you again because we mm-hmm. actually met at Rhythmia Life Advancement Center when I was there last February with a group. I go every year to Rhythmia. And we connected when I was there, and it was such a delight and a pleasure to have met you, mm. and here we are again. So it's like reconnecting with friends. Yes, it was a joy to meet you then, and it's great to be right here. It's fun to know that wherever we are in the world, we'll find one another, right? <laughs> That's how it works. It's true. Wherever, wherever it's, so it's at, true. yes. <laughs> so you've really had an amazing journey in life. Obviously, you are so steeped into this uh, knowledge, this wisdom, the spiritual wisdom of uh, the power that we all have to create our realities. And I, I, I would like us to start with your personal story, particularly about the events that happened with the California fires a couple of years ago. I um, I found your story absolutely amazing, what happened to you. And here it is, ironically, at a time when we're having this conversation, when the similar thing is happening again in California, when these devastating fires yes. are just raging through the, uh, the countryside. I was just reading something a little while ago that they expect these fires to continue for, for months before they can be put out. So I, I don't know what the latest statistics are of how many homes have been destroyed, but and they're devastating. Mm-hmm. And in a fire, you don't have a lot of time either. So you're, well, I'm going to let you share your story. So mm-hmm. um, take take it away, Kim. <laughs> it, it, thank <laughs> you. It's, it's definitely been an interesting week, you know, when it, um, when the last week right around this time when, all of a sudden, I turned on the news and saw that the fires were racing up north in the Bay Area, which is where I'm originally from. So to get the call from dear friends that were absolutely duplicating what I had been through a year and 10 months ago, which is running in the middle of the night, trying to grab what you can and get in the car. Um, it was it was an eerie feeling to have it come back to me in that way and, and almost re-feel it again for them. But for myself, you know, it was, it was one of those days that we always know when we live in Southern California and in the, I'm in the mountains in Malibu is that when it's windy and hot, we're just alert. I'm very alert to what's going on in, the, in nature. And I walked out in an afternoon at 3 o'clock to say goodbye to a client who was leaving my office and just knew it, the smell was in the air, that danger was near and um, by the time I called the fire department and they let me know that, yes, there's actually two fires burning right now, Kim, one north of you and one south of you. And the last thing the fire captain said to me, because I know him well, was, you know what to do in a situation like this. So I also knew it was quite a distance away from me, but it was tangible in the smell. So I, I prepared, but I there was no need for me to run because it was – it was freeways away, quite a huge distance. In a car ride, it would have taken me 40 minutes to get to where the fire was at at that time. And that was, as I said, in the afternoon. And my um, daughter, thank goodness, this was a gem of a miracle, unexpectedly 
came back home at like 10 at night with her boyfriend because he had been evacuated. They had been evacuated from his college. So they came to the house and I listened to her and said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll check and see how it is in the morning. Right now we're still okay. We have our essential items right there by the front door. And we went to bed at midnight and by 2.30 in the morning, Dr. Cheryl, thank goodness she was there. She came into my room shaking and said, Mom, my phone is exploding and alerts that the fire's right down the hill and we need to leave. And I, the interesting part was my phone didn't say a peep. And this, that was one of the first miracles that Lila was home that night. Because if not, I'm, it would have been a whole different story. Because when, when she woke me up, I was able to get up and calmly say to her, you know, okay, we're going to let me see what it says. Let's review this. I went outside. It wasn't that I could see it coming, but you could feel it. And I knew that, okay, we have a short amount of time. Let's just get what we need. And in that time, it was the two dogs, my computers, important papers, and a really small bag. Um, which I wish later was a really big bag, but it was a small bag. And we um, left in the, middle, in the dark, and she went one way with her boyfriend, and all of a sudden something said to me, um, turn around, you got to go back in the house for a minute. And I, my, part of my spiritual practice is I listen to those inner voices, and when spirit is speaking to me, I'm listening to that intuition. And I remember I turned around and thought, what do I think I – don't think I need to go back in and something said go back into the house and I went into the house and I start I just had this overwhelming feeling to start blessing my house and I went to each room and blessed it and just felt all the love that was in the walls and all the people that had been there I've been leading spiritual retreats here for years Reverend Michael has led spiritual retreats at my retreat center and my property so there's lots of prayers in this land and um, finished the house and went to my office and I stood there and thought, what? I was looking up at all my books and realizing how much I love and love all my library of books. But I heard spirits say, what couldn't you live without? And I don't know why that question popped to me, but I looked up and there was two of my most favorite books right at, right at where my eye landed. And it was Spiritual Liberation of Reverend Michaels, because I teach that. And this thing called you by Ernest Holmes. And they're both tattered and worn because I worked them. And I pulled them out. Now, here's the greatest blessing. Right above those books was my entire row of journals that I've written journals to my children for years, information where I've studied with different spiritual leaders. And I scooped all those journals up, threw them in the bag, and went out the door. Never did I realize that I would never return back to my home that within hours after that, the fire came roaring through her so fast, headed to the ocean, that everything was destroyed in, in just less than five or six hours after that. So if I didn't go back in the house, I wouldn't at least have those. And I lost all my, you know, gems of um, pictures of my children and, and the things that you really don't want to miss. But I definitely have my notes to them in those journals. And that was a huge blessing. So Lila being home that moment, and being able to get out. I mean, that was, we were alive. And it, it then began the very long journey that we're still in the midst of, of trying to um, rebuild a house and a retreat center and um, pull, you know, life back together. And that's what we do. Thank goodness we have a full bag of tools 
to stay in intention and stay in prayer and keep moving forward. And that's what my children and I continue to do and my clients because my clients have been so patient, never knowing where they're going to meet me for their sessions because everything has gone so quickly. I gave you a very long answer. <laughs> no, no, you gave us a great answer. So the question I have is when you go through such a devastating personal uh, tragedy uh, mm-hmm. where everything is destroyed, everything is taken away, all, you, all you're yes. left with is that bag <laughs> that you yes. ran out with. Yes. What, what, what do you do? How do you mm-hmm. how do you face uh, those circumstances where you're, uh, everything has been removed? You're you, you literally have just yourself, uh, yes, next to nothing in possessions, and mm-hmm. um, I mean you're in a you're in this this traumatic state. Um, mm-hmm. What and and I ask you that because. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know your your process, how you negotiated this time, but it's also sure. circumstances that many people are facing now, many unknown circumstances, whether it's with work or family or where to live or with illness. It's so unknown, and um, it's like a you know what what your story is. It's like a you know a teaching moment for all of us. How do we manage yeah. when our life the rug is pulled out from under us, totally. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's you know, it's it's um, it's one of those moments in life. Whether it's any of the things you just listed, what it, I, I'm really clear that we all, every single one of us, go through our own huge challenges where the rug is pulled out. And mine, this is one of mine. And you know, I really, truly mean it when I say, if it wasn't for my bag of tools, that because I've had a spiritual practice for my entire adult life and will forever and so do my children, I had tools to grab. Now, does not mean that I wasn't on my knees in tears, in shock, in the midst of that. I'll I'll say to people, you know, we cannot do a spiritual bypass and just jump straight to everything's going to be okay. I'll say my prayers and everything's going to be okay. That wouldn't have been authentic to what I was feeling. I allowed myself to feel it. I went straight through that fire knowing that this hurts, this is devastating, I'm not sure how to stabilize, and I simultaneously knew, I was in simultaneous awarenesses that I could be feeling that, but I also knew simultaneously that I had tools and that I was praying and that I was reaching out and asking for help and that I was setting intentions and I was listening even through my tears. And miracles continue to show up even when I didn't know how and would shock me because I would have no idea where was I going to get clothes and where would I work and how every question was answered in a way that I couldn't have seen before. Because when we're in a, in a really challenging, sad, heavy place, if we can grab something, some sense of faith, belief, of knowing that we don't know how. In a moment like that, there was no way I knew how. What I did know is that there was still a spiritual truth, that whether you call it spirit, God, the universe, still existed, even though I was crumbling. It still existed. So I could lean into that and allow it to lift me 
up off the ground crying, but still be able to stand and ask somebody to help hold me up and say, okay, what is my prayer now? What's, what's the first step I've got to take? What's, and then it was step by step by step through every moment. But I did not um, hide when the tears had to fall. I did not hide when I would say I'm scared because otherwise I wouldn't have been authentic in the moment. The difference is though I didn't stay there. I allowed it to pass through me and then simultaneously knew, okay, what is my intention now? And I asked that question, Dr. Shell, very soon after this. You know, Reverend Michael called me the day after, as soon as he found out, and said, you know, I'm going to walk with you through this. You're going to move through this, Kimberly. And I said, I understand. I, yes, I am. He said, and you will be, you know, back up on your feet. And until then, we're going to be holding you in solid prayer. I also had a massive, wonderful community that was was sending prayers and wishes, which was very impactful. And I've, I've had someone once say, what if we don't have a community like that? And I want to put an answer to that is we have the community of our family, our friends. Our community may look different, but we all still have some sense of community. Sometimes my community isn't two dogs that are laying right here on the floor with me. And at times that, that was enough in certain moments. I would hold them, you know, and when we can reach for what do I know right now, what loved one could just hold me through this and what is the prayer I could ask for as I was starting to say my intention. Very soon after that, I thought, oh, my goodness, what is my intention now? I live by intention. And I heard spirit say to me, flexibility and I giggled and got flexible I'm super flexible how could that be my intention right now now what I didn't know was in that first year we moved six times we were not sure where we were going I think I used three or four people's different offices to see clients I had to master flexibility so that I didn't stay down on my knees crying You know, for seven weeks, they wouldn't let us up to the property. Seven weeks, I would come up to, um, you know, barricades where the police would say, sorry, you still can't drive up your mountain. And I I can't even see what's left of my property for so long. And I had to be flexible and fluid to know, okay, all right, there's nothing I can do about it. It's too dangerous to even get up that mountain right now. So when I asked the question, what's my intention, I got the answer. Then I had to practice it. It wasn't easy, but I, I was committed to my intention was to stay flexible and fluid and accept help and be open to find solutions that I'd never seen before. So we have to use the tools we've got, and we've got to grab a whole bunch more when we're in the middle of hard times. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's, when we're, it's when we're in challenging times that all of the practices we've used and incorporated into our life and the discipline to have them really come into play, you know, and if it's nothing other than just remember to breathe, just breathe, because that's one of the most powerful tools we have in any challenging situation, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, and and you just said it. We, you know, we, we build our tools and our practices, and then when something like this occurs or things that are happening in the world right now, if we can lean into those practices and those times, they they help us move through them, which is such um, a blessing of having spiritual practices already in place 
before these challenges arise or, or taking them on in the midst of them. You know, many of us learn our practice through the challenge. It, it, we are in choice of that. What do we choose? And we'll, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we do, what is your circumstances now? <laughs> so I am in the midst of awaiting the permits to build the house. So it's been a year and 10 months. And the, with everything else occurring in the world, it's definitely impacted the speed of getting permits to build. And I'm very, very close right now. So in, in the timing of that, I have made a choice to live in an airstream on the property because the property is just sacred and beautiful land. And it's wonderful to be here and watch it come back, to be watering, to be doing all I can to lift it back up, to be saying my prayers on this land every day. And it was, and it was quite an adventure living in an airstream with two huge bull mastiffs in the middle of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh. is, it is quite a challenge. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> and it, and oh, Seem to be the path to work, and I still is. But there's days that I tell you that I look and think, "Oh my goodness, what was I thinking?" And and I I'm trusting this as well that you know there's purpose for it, and um, it's definitely an adventure. I'm still right in the middle of the adventure right now. Wow. Do you do you have fear about going back to that land after that experience of the fire? I don't. I really don't. I, I, I said this at a big, um, I had quite a, Reverend Michael asked me to speak um, at Agape soon after, you know, and I said, I'm very clear that my consciousness wasn't contained in this house, that my consciousness is bigger than a house. All of our consciousness is not contained by a structure. So the land is a blessing to me. And so I feel like my consciousness back here. I'm not carrying the fear with me. I'm carrying the possibility of what, what's next. It's, this was Mother Nature roaring through. So I, I know it wasn't a personal act, and I know that I will do everything I can to, um, to prevent, you know, to really, to really take care in the building of the next structure so that it is as safe as possible. And it had been over, I think, over 30 years since the fire had been in this section of these mountains. So there was, there was quite a lot to burn and it was, it was a firestorm. It was one of those winds that just went wild and that happens in nature at times. So I, I don't fear it. I actually feel as if the entire land, now I could say this to you today, a year and 10 months ago, I could not have said this. That's part of the healing. Um, I feel like it's been cleansed and it's, it's in the middle of a rebirth right now. And there's so much more good work here to do. You know, I teach children. Um, I have a nonprofit organization for children and teaching them spiritual principles is to, to interact as global citizens. There's so much still to bring to others that this land was create, was, is here for. So I look forward to that. I'm actually very excited to watch the birthing of the next generation of what's going to be here. Well, that's, so inspiring to know there's a rebirth time for you and for the land and and what you're creating. So I would imagine insurance came through for you. Insurance came through somewhat, not 
to the, the I will definitely be doing lots of creative um, adventures moving onward. And it's, that's a whole nother growing edge is different insurance agreements and what comes through and what doesn't and who would have never would have known until I lost everything. Um, and, and I also know my bigger than that is I'm unlimited as you are, as all of us are with an unlimited source. So I'm not just aiming to, Oh, that's my only, that's not my source. Spirit is, and I'm available. You know, I never would have known that after the fire, I cannot tell you how many boxes of clothes arrived that people from all over the place just started shipping me clothes and shoes and things that I stood there in abundance and went, this is miraculous. I, I have a friend who laughed and went, you have a better wardrobe now than you did before the fire. <laughs> and right. my point is, I couldn't have known that then, that we are sourced by, by the miraculous, you know, by pure spirit, which is unlimited by its very nature. So when I tap into that, it's insurance is one of the pathways, you know, all sorts of other ways is one of the pathways. There's so many. So that I'm open to all of it. So for some people, an experience that devastated their home and their land, left them with a bag of computers and phones and some books and papers, Mm -hmm. um, would be a traumatic life event that potentially Mm -hmm. could have affected their, their mental, emotional state, not to mention their health. And mm-hmm. there are others that have this resilience, like yourself, that chose to take on the experience and move forward with it and ultimately become stronger as a result. And knowing that mm-hmm. you have, you know, this you know, immense, immense spiritual connection that guides you through. So... Mm-hmm. You you have written your latest book, The Technology of Intention, Activating the Power of the Universe Within You. What would you advise? Can we go through some of the steps that you offer people who are in the midst of the unknown, in the midst of challenges, uh, of you know, all those variations we talked about earlier, and and really need reassurance or need to be given a, a game plan, a spiritual mm-hmm. game plan, so to speak. So can we go through some of the strategies that I'm sure you've learned and since then, probably even before, have been teaching, but you certainly embody them now. Absolutely. Um, intention, you know, the, 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 the one of the beautiful gifts of the book is that I had been working on it, of course, for some time before the fire. It was not complete before that fire. And it was one of the first things my mother said to me. It's like, did you get the book? And I said, Mom, it's in the computer. Of course, I've got that. But I had set the intention years ago to complete this book and birth it to the world. Now, the power of intention is that it, it, the reason it is the activating force within us is that it is that place where we connect with source, whatever one wants to call that, and we, we put our aim into the universal field of consciousness. So my aim was to complete this book on intention and birth it to the world. Now, I did not know that a fire would take down my house and everything would be destroyed in one night. The universal sense already had grabbed that intention before. So it was not stopped by that fire. So the book was completed less than during the year after the fire and released. 
that was a miracle in itself because I couldn't have ever calculated how that could have happened, but it's fulfilled intention. When we live a life of intention, we set our intentions very clear. Clarity is power. And when we set our intentions clearly, and I'll go through the three steps in setting them, and then we let go, what we're doing is lining up with, with spirit to say, this is my aim. I, I think of it like this. I think of it like spirit is a big bow of a bow and an arrow. And it's the, the massive bow. And that is God's spirit, the universe. We put our arrow in it. Our arrow is our intention. And we aim and we point that intention out into the universal field. So it's my intention is to, to move through this time with grace and strength and power and find solutions that I did not see before. Say that was someone's intention. They put it into that arrow and let go. Well, right there in the power of our let go, we're allowing spirit to create solutions that we cannot see yet with our human eyes. So we're looking for bigger solutions than we know. And in our let go, what we do then is we listen for that guidance of inspired action and we follow that inspired action. If you go back to the fire situation, my inspired action in the moment was go back in the house. Something told me to go back in the house. I, I found a treasure that I'm so grateful for because I did. I was listening to inspired action, following through with that. Later, the intention to be flexible. I did not know how I was going to be flexible, but I was listening from that moment onward. And if something directed me to go in this direction, then I would take that inspired action. So our intentions have three points that are really important to remember when we're writing them. First one is they're always in the present moment. We don't write intentions saying, tomorrow I'll do this. It's always now. My intention is this, right now. Universal field responds now to what we're stating. They're always um, in the positive. They're not, we don't add a negative word to them, like not. My intention, we wouldn't say my intention is to not eat unhealthy food, we'd say my intention is to make wise choices in all that I eat. We stick to the positive. And the third one is we base them on qualities, not outcomes. And you can hear what I've said, like I, my intention is to be flexible or to be, or to surrender, to health and wholeness. We're basing it on the quality of what we want to create in our lives. Because if it's just a circumstance, we're limiting ourselves, which is kind of tricky for people to understand. Because spirit wants even more than that answer for us. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So if we're aiming, you know, those steps in our intentions and we write them that way, we put them in that arrow, in the bow and arrow, and then as we release it, we're allowing spirit to work with with us. So then that's our co-creation. We're creating with an unlimited source that's going to assist us with unlimited answers. Okay, I understand. That makes sense. It's, and it's an exercise of, um, to, ah, it's just, they excited heck out of me because I've watched people change their lives by being clear with their intention. See, we're creating anyway. If we say we're going to have a bad day, we tend to have a bad day. If we aim for, we go out the door and go, oh, this is so hard, uh, but today's going to be a super hard day, and this person probably won't show up for me or that phone call won't. We are always creating. When we remember that and think, well, wait a minute, I could also create what I want. And that's where intentions come in alignment because then we put it into an intention and let go. And then we're creating what we want, not what we don't want. So it's conscious creation. 
And to me, that's how we live our lives. You know, it's it is how we are meant to live our lives, and it's um, you know, for you that's been living this way for decades. I've been living this way for decades, and for so many people that have relied on their intellect to figure out mm-hmm. the way through, this is such mm-hmm. a, a, a quantum leap, right? It's a quantum leap mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. Deeper truths. I mean, the gift, certainly the gift, not that I, well, you know, challenging circumstances are designed for us to grow. We don't necessarily raise our hands and go, I want my house to burn down. You know, I want to create a a serious illness. But it's in our lives. And because Mm -hmm. it's in our lives, we we are having to deal with it. You know, we are having mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. how to negotiate, how to heal, how to transform, how to be empowered, how to expand our own connection to life. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for me, and, and, and your story is such an example, it's like when everything's taken away, you're, you, you know, it's just you left in this reality, and you have mm-hmm. to rely on the power within to guide you because you no longer have a roadmap. You no longer right. have your routine. You no longer have mm-hmm. the schedule. You no longer have the home. You have to rely on yourself and, you know, the mm-hmm. capital S, that power, as a roadmap through the unknown. Through yes. the unknown. And, and you know, in times like oh, please go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say it just reminds me when I was doing spiritual work with a teacher, I was, we in the group were given an exercise. And the exercise mm-hmm. was we were in a paddock, we were in a fenced paddock, and uh, we, the, the, we had to go to the far end of this big pasture and find our way into this structure that was built that had an entrance that was difficult to find. And once we got inside that structure, the goal was to get to the center. And it was like a maze. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a straight and narrow way once you got inside. And the Mm -hmm. whole thing was done blindfolded at the far end of the field. Right? So Wow. That's what these circumstances represent to me, Kim. That's what we yes. had to do. I mean, we were it was practicing. It wasn't like real life, but it was it was a good rehearsal because by relying on your inner guidance, your and you don't necessarily can. It's not like you're figuring it out. It's not like you even know what the next step is going to be or where mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. help you need is going to come from. You just have to surrender in faith and affirm, set that focused intention, focused intention, yes. right? And yes. um, and, and let the, the, the mystery of the universe unfold. And that's what mm-hmm. I learned when I had to do that exercise from one end of this field to get all the way to the other, then to find my mm-hmm. way in. And there were times when I didn't accomplish it. And then I kept trying. And there were times, to my amazement, I did. You know, so yes. you, we amaze ourselves when we are yes. forced to rely on a greater, well, uh, you know, a, the connection that's the truth about who we are. 
Yes, and I love how you just said that I didn't get it the first time, but I what you just you're pointing to your persistence. So there was something in there, blindfolded, that was still driving you to find your way. Correct? Yes, because it's a practice. It's a yes. practice. You have to develop yes. those strengths or those abilities or that trust and faith it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. something that comes out of the box (laughs) right 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 and and when we are practicing and and you know even as we're discussing this i'm feeling i understand there's there sometimes are people that will say but kim if i don't have those tools how do i gain them right when i'm in the midst of the disaster and you know i make reference there's a whole chapter in the book where I, i i point to Here's a whole bunch of challenges that I never saw coming. This was way before the fire and that I, I was practicing in the midst of them. And when we can learn that sometimes all we can utter is my intention is to stand up. My intention is to, to move forward today. And, and that could be enough. My intention is to be kind to myself today. My intention is to move through the world and just remember possibility today. If that's what can get us to the next moment, that's more than enough. It's still a practice. It's still being willing to know I'm co-creating. And even if I could co-create that today, that's more than enough, and that's what I'm aiming for. So we can begin where we're at. Wherever someone is at right now in the world, whatever challenge that they're dealing with, right there is the opportunity to begin. Right there is the moment to say, I'm willing. I'm just willing. I'm willing to stand up to set my intention, to take a step today, to take a breath, and to be open to find solutions that I never thought possible. And in that practice of moving through that on an ongoing basis and building up a spiritual practice of of a variety of things, answers come. If that is a law in the universal field, as we show up and intend it, it, the universe is responding to it. So that's the good news, that even if someone doesn't know how, the universe is still responding, which is yeah. why our aim is so important. <laughs> no. No, it's, it's you know, this is, the, these, the, the discussion we're having is really <laughs> so important, especially during the times we are in. Because people yes. go, well, uh, you know, are we going to get back to normal? And I don't believe we're ever going to have whatever we thought normal mm-hmm. was again. We're in we're mm-hmm. in uncharted seas. We're uncharted seas with uh, the state of our country. We're uncharted seas yes. with our economy. We're uncharted seas with our health. We're in uncharted seas. And yes. unless you can draw upon um, a, a greater strength and wisdom to guide you through, you're mm-hmm. going to become a victim of these uncertain times mm-hmm. can affect you in an yeah. adverse way. You've got to really learn how to ride the waves of the unknown. As I yes. Call them. <laughs> you know? yes, absolutely. I agree. You bet. We must learn how to ride the waves of the unknown. I love that. We must, you know, we have the opportunity right now in human history to become willing, first of all, to become masterful and our self-care and our care of others and our planet by all that is occurring right now. We, we have a, an open door to say, I want to know more and I want to be more. And that willingness to be more is going to be a big 
deep dive into what is possible within ourselves. And I really believe we came in these body temples with information and it's, and tools within us that because of the ride of life, we have forgotten at times. And part of the joy for, for me in delivering this book right now into the world is that there's reminders of where it's located in us. What is a practice that I could grab today? Where can I be grateful? Where can I write my acknowledgments? Where can I stand in prayer, even if though I don't know which way to go? We have tools. And when we begin to activate them and learn more, we will have the ability to move to that uncharted territory. We will be able to, you know, guide our own inner ship through the ocean. We must activate it now. So can you do a practice for us or guide us through a practice of a meditation or a prayer that people can use and, and incorporate into their daily lives or be inspired to Absolutely. follow through with? That would be Absolutely. great. Um, okay, so what I'd love to do is I would love to um, – Say a practice and then um, recite a prayer for that. Is that is that acceptable? Beautiful. That'd be fantastic. Okay, lovely. So the one of the last chapters you probably noticed in the book is is three practices that um, are really important. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one of them um, for the for the element of time right now. And it's a practice that not everyone does and is vitally important and life changing, which is. We've all heard of gratitude journals and being grateful, which I completely say yes to. I ask all my clients to begin writing one. What I encourage everyone to add to that is to write an acknowledgement journal, that when we can start acknowledging ourselves and our growth and all that we are being in life, we start to see ourselves differently. And it's something that. In society, we aren't taught to do, to say, oh, I acknowledge myself today for, you know, exercising, or I acknowledge myself today for showing up at work and and giving it my all, or I acknowledge myself for being patient with my children today. And when we're not acknowledging ourselves, we tend to not see ourselves rightly, and that chatter in our mind disconnects us from our hearts, and the judge can start going wild into, oh, I didn't do this right, I didn't do that right. Oh, my gosh, I'm never going to make it through this. When we can begin to see ourselves rightly, where we are growing, where we are willing, where we can take a breath before we say something to someone, we start to not only be kinder to ourselves, but we prepare this field to receive unlimited miracles because we're being kind. To ourselves, we're willing to say yes and thank you if someone brings us a miracle. So an acknowledgement journal is very powerful. And it's simple that at the end of the day, before bed, you write, today I acknowledge myself for. And I would encourage people to start it immediately, just writing five things to acknowledge yourself for, where you really see yourself rightly. And keep that consistent. Write next to your gratitude journal and watch how things shift and things start coming to you with more ease because you're open and receptive to receive them. That's the first thing, okay? Um, and then I would love to say a prayer right now for, for everyone who's listening. Is that, is that good? Yes, please do. Great, 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 great. Hmm. How grateful I am in this moment, in every moment, to absolutely know that 
There's just one power, one presence in this universal field. Whatever we each individually name it, we have our connection to its spirit, source, God, the universe. It's all love. So I accept and know that this power of love is connected to each and every one of us. There is not one individual on this planet or beyond that is not connected to this source energy. And how good it is to know that his source energy is unlimited. It moves through each individual in an unlimited manner. So I bless those that are hearing these words now, that are absolutely open and receptive to allow their hearts to let the unlimited wisdom and love land upon their heart and ignite more possibility than they've seen prior to this moment. That in this moment we are together open, receptive, willing to begin again as individual citizens of the earth connected in love, in open availability to truly see one another from the eyes of love, that we begin in our inner home to trust the inner voice within, to allow the wisdom of source to guide us and support us. We ask empowering questions. What is possible now? What is, what is the next step I can take this day to assist my life onward, to open doors of healing, of wholeness, of abundance. And as we ask, we listen. And when we listen, we take the listening to the level of inspired action and we take that out into the world of being active in our healing, choosing to ignite intentions that allow our hearts to heal, our bodies to heal, and for possibility to bring us all open doors as we step into new opportunities together as one humanity of love. I bless us all. I bless our beautiful planet. And I bless that we are gentle and kind to ourselves and to each other. And we embrace the solutions that come rushing forward to heal our hearts, heal the earth, and allow love to just move us forward together as one body of consciousness. This day, solutions are happening, and I am grateful, and I am listening. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So be it. Amen. That was beautiful. Yes. Well, beautiful yes. words, inspiring, and inspirational. And, some, and sometimes that's all we need, right, is to listen to a prayer that's being stated and our agreement of it opens the door in our hearts for more things to, to come to us than if we were not open to it. So I have some clients that just call me and say, can you send me prayers so that I can begin my day in this field of consciousness? And we get to do that for one another. Yeah, how beautiful, how powerful. <laughs> and and that that reminds me that... Part of the journey of finding this inner strength and resilience requires being affirmed of it every day. So you mm-hmm. want to find the books to read. You want to find mm. the music to listen to. You want to uh, have people in your life who are inspirational or at least positive and stay away mm-hmm. from things that lower your frequency the, of mm-hmm. fear. So you have to watch your exposure to media, negative people, um, and just whatever else may be um, bringing you into a a place of limitation. 
and, and you know that's such a critical piece of this journey because the yeah. gift that you know when when I hear your story, the gift is it's you know it's made you um it's tested you, Kim, it's made you stronger if you can overcome mm. the devastation of your home and begin again, you can overcome any travail mm. that <laughs> may or may never <laughs> show up in mm-hmm. your life, but mm-hmm. certainly you have you have that compassion experience that you share with mm. all the people you you know you are, whether it's your clients or audiences you speak to. There is an authenticity in you that conveys that healing because mm. they're not words; they are part of your DNA now. Yes, thank you, thank you. I I. I really feel that we, you know, we can study and, 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 and everything you just said, I'm so with you that we're here to keep soaking up and really being alert to what our thoughts are thinking and where our attention is. As Reverend Michael would say, our attention needs to be aimed at our intention so that we're, we're creating. And when we are allowing that, we get to keep blossoming to live what we know, not just study it. And that's my practice every day. Can I wake up this day and and live to the best of my ability what I know and learn more? Because I believe that's why we're here, is for all of us to really embrace our our depth of what's possible within us. We have so much possible within us. And I'm going to choose to use this thing called the fire taking my home to be a catapulting force, not denying that I, there's tears and challenges, I'm going to also allow it to catapult me into what's next. And I encourage all of us to, to take whatever it is we have before us and allow our, our tears to inspire us to heal and lift up, rise up through it to be more of who we came here to be. Wow. So you hmm. have a website. Tell us about your services, what you offer people, uh, how people can continue to expand on what you've been sharing with us today. Thank you so much. I do have a website. It's kimstanwoodterranova.com. I encourage encourage people to come and sign up on it because that's definitely the best way to know where I'm at and where I'm teaching and speaking. I have online classes, some that are happening now um, for my book, The Technology of Intention, which you could order on Amazon, please. And it's coming out in Kindle now as well. Um, and people can follow me on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Kim Stanwood. And, of course, on Facebook, Kim Stanwood Terranova. And I, I teach at Rhythmia Life Advancement Center as well as at the Agatha University and, and travel when we can be traveling again to be speaking and teaching in all different cities, and I would love, it thrills me to work with people one-on-one. I have many clients one-on-one daily as well as large groups and retreats, and it, it thrills me in what my life is for is to assist people to really wake up to the possibilities in their souls and live them, to truly live them. So I, I would be honored for anyone to follow me, come with me, join me on this adventure. Well, you have a lot going on, so just mm-hmm. to... Um, repeat that website it's it's kim's name it's kim mm-hmm. stanwood terranova it's a long name kim <laughs> kim stanwood terranova.com <laughs> so if people want to uh learn more about kim's work that's where you go or 
to join yes. into some of her classes, courses, or personal counseling. And again, uh, absolutely pick up a copy of her latest book. Is this? Is, have you written a book before this, or is this your? This is my first one, and this I've is your maiden play. voyage. Congratulations! This is my wow. Thank you. And the second and third are already in motion. Spirit definitely is bringing in the floodgates, and I'm very excited. But I'm loving this one. I'm loving it. Oh, that's so great! It's like the birth of a child when you have yes. a book. Yes, yes, it is to print. and just. <laughs> hearing so, people you know the calls are great when people are like i feel like you're sitting right next to me and i'm i'm on my third read and i'm living these practices it 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 just brings me such joy so i'm i'm thrilled and blessed by it well it, we're blessed to have this you know bringing forth this wisdom through your book so the title is the technology of intention activating the power of the universe within you so it's the technology of intention which i'm sure people can purchase in the usual places, right, Amazon yep. or bookstores or on your website uh, as yes. well. So uh, some, you know, wonderful gifts that Kim has shared with us today to help us through times of change, of struggle, of challenges. We can't avoid them. We have to learn how to dance in the fire. <laughs> yes, it's so true. Right? There's a yeah, yeah, there's a great country western song. It's about finding the strength by dancing in the flames, dancing in the fire. Mm. And I often think about that <laughs> for my own challenges in life. Yes. You can't, you know, you can't run. You have to actually find the way through. And yep. um, you know, I just wish you um, all the best and uh, the the journey of rebuilding your your new home, your new self, your thank you, your thank rebirth you. time. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, it you know quite a journey you have been on. Yeah, and thank uh, you so much. And 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 hopefully, um, I will meet you again when I return to Rhythmia to teach. I trust that uh, Costa Rica will open their doors and. Let us get things going again there. I'll be teaching in December, and then hopefully the intention in this world of the unknown is to uh, bring another special group of people back in February to uh, this and amazing And I'll be place. there with you. Yeah, that would be very special. So this would be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being with us, mm-hmm. Kim, for the courage, the strength you have, and for sharing your wisdom into the Thank world. You. We're very grateful to you. Thank you for having me. I'm so I'm so honored and I'm just really grateful to have this time with you, Dr. Show. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're being and doing and are and for coming into my life. I'm thrilled and I know we'll be together soon. Absolutely. And thank you to all my listeners. So um trust that this has been another opportunity to stay inspired, uplifted, so you can transform the life you're in to the ideal ideal situation that you desire. So until next time, may your week be filled with love, peace, and happiness. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.